Welcome to The Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Three, you're going to do great, Kyle. I just, I really believe in you. Two, <laughs> I've, done this, I've done this before, Jay. One. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to The Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Tim. What's up, John? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, are you hello. Guys, can you can you go outside up there now? Is that um yeah, it's just raining. Except, I was just saying, except for the rain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so yeah. like a torrential downpour downpour today, but at it least is, we can breathe. Yeah. yeah. It is raining here too. But so. to be fair, it hasn't rained in like four weeks. So Oh, it was needed. Yeah. It was yeah. needed. Very much. Yeah. I thought I thought those the fires were just going to travel right down the coast based on how dry it was here. So, you know, it was wild, wild. Yeah, no, things are good. Things are good. Good to see you, Kyle. Good to see you, Tim. Yeah, I'm excited about today. We are going to do our first. What is this? Season three? Yep. Three. We're going to do our first season three episode. This will be a 101 episode as our main topic. Yeah. So we're going to talk about some. 101 topics that were actually suggestions from our patreon discord so yes um and then we're also gonna we got hit with some more ewok rules logray and the actual rules for the battle force so we are going to briefly discuss those uh <laughs> we'll do some more in-depth stuff in a future episode that's not a 101 episode mm -hmm. so you don't want me deep diving on that. I'm not a rebel player at all, so I, I just try and kill them. That's it. <laughs> all right. So. I have many thoughts, but I will try yeah. and reserve most of them for next week or the week after that. But first, housekeeping. Housekeeping. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. What do we got for housekeeping? Uh, you know what? I would really like all of you guys to do is to get on uh your your mobile phone or your computer and i'd like you to go to patreon.com slash the fifth trooper and i'd like you to go ahead and uh at a minimum give us a dollar every month that's what i'd like from you right now i'm gonna go ahead and pause while you do it and you'll get access to the discord chat right don't or distract him let him suggestions let him. <laughs> sorry yeah sorry uh Maybe. yeah Maybe get me a new mic because my kids destroyed my other one. Yep. It was like four years old anyway, but yeah, it, it yeah. was one. It was like the first one I bought you right when we yep. started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but no, yeah, you get access to the discord. So uh, one of the cool things is today's 101 section is actually brought to you by uh, the Patreon. Uh, these were these were questions that we we prompted for in our we have a podcast topics uh, section on the discord and Kyle asked them for some one on one topics and they gave us the ones we're going to talk about today. So you can you can be part of that cool conversation for just a dollar a day. Uh, you can give us all your money if you want. That would be nice. And then, you know, because we. We like to support our staff. We have a number of writers and podcasters and we pay them every month. And, uh, you know, I know they like the money. And if you like reading the articles or listening to any of our podcasts, um, you know, please support us. Uh, we've got a, uh, a new thing that we're starting that actually Tim is part of. 
on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it's We were doing The Fifth Tile, which was kind of like a podcast about gaming, but we found this game called Broken Compass. It's like a RPG, like in the style of Indiana Jones. And so we're doing, we're going to run a little campaign uh, during The Fifth Tile live on all Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, Wednesday nights. You'll have the whole Fifth Trooper group. So Evan... Uh, Austin and Grammar Police are all there. And then me and Tim Evans are our fortune master, as they call it in uh, that. And it it was the first one was a ton of fun. And I think it's only going to get better. And, um, you know, just a little preview. Tim had his character 100 (laughs) percent randomly made. Oh, Um, it's the best. It is the best way to do an RPG. It was the most insane character um <laughs> don't yeah don't yeah. ask me how i'm a uh japanese italian private eye or something like that but <laughs> yeah. detective what like, I, am, I think it actually detective. ended up coming up like you were batman like the yeah. japanese italian batman or japanese something like italian that. daredevil detective so yeah, yeah there you go yeah that's it so, uh, perfect and then my character is basically I, uh, Rachel and I have been really big into the show Peaky Blinders, and so like I'm basically a Peaky Blinder. That's you know not you know I won't use that name, but like that's you know basically what I am. I'm like this, uh, Birmingham, Birmingham uh, smuggler type called Mister Silk. So uh, <laughs> I'm very excited about that. I actually uh, an artist friend of mine. Um, he's he's starting a patreon and stuff and so he did a little portrait of my character for me as one of his examples for his patreon so so i have a i have a professional sketch of my character which is super cool um, nice yeah so anyway so that's yeah that's housekeeping patreon support you know listen to our podcast come join us wednesday nights uh live 8 p.m eastern standard time and yeah i think that's good for for housekeeping awesome all right Well, how about we open with the news? Welcome to In the News. Well, we finally got some information on Logray and Bright Tree Village, the actual battle force. We we now know how to field Ewoks in an entirely, almost entirely Ewok army. Uh Uh, It is actually not legal to field entirely Ewok army, which we'll get to. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, like I said, in the open, we're going to kind of hot take this briefly today. If you want deep dives on list ideas, what we think of this stuff from a competitive perspective, um, tune into a future episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the new stuff we actually got in this is Logray's unit card, uh, his three unique upgrades, and then the... Um, actual battle force. So why don't we start with Logray? Sure. All right. So Logray is a commander for 45 points. He's got a command slot, three training slots. He has aid teardrop trooper. He has independent aim or dodge one. He has inspired two, low profile and nimble. He's got a staff, which is two black and suppressive for health. Three courage, white defensive die, and he surges on defense. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, let's. Why don't we go right into his upgrade cards because these, particularly the first one, but in general, these kind of dictate how he functions. So yeah. let's do that, and then sure. we can talk about the 
whole package. All right. I'll keep going. Yep. Uh, so the first one, these are all unique. Uh, so you can have one of them. Uh, we've got secret ingredients. At the start of each <laughs> round, put one aim or dodge token on this card. At the start of this unit's activation, it may remove any number of tokens from this card to gain the matching tokens. After this unit uses aid, it may remove a suppression token humans the secret ingredient is humans yeah the, the secret ingredient is stormtroopers yeah in case like, you haven't I'm, seen i'm really surprised that the Jedi. artwork didn't have like him like stirring it inside a stormtrooper helmet yeah because yeah. that would have been canon or they uh, could have just had like somebody on the spit roast like han or somebody that would have uh, been yeah. i think that would have been a little bit too graphic but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. i just figured a helmet would be nearby or actually something. you know who's in there is the lady whose dress that was that they gave to leia because <laughs> <laughs> we never talk about it yeah. <laughs> yeah. where did it come from yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um he definitely didn't heal him with his herbal medicine uh, <laughs> maybe she maybe she died of natural causes i mean and if a spear is made out of stone is yeah. that a natural cause <laughs> sure sure kyle whatever you live in your little fantasy world natural <laughs> i mean the bear they're natural yeah sure the ewoks yeah. naturally live there yeah. look, look how he he's got an evil face on for that card too it's terrifying anyway yeah. it's yeah it's a Halloween card right there. Um, I have to say real quick, I love all the artwork on all these cards. Yeah, I've been so true. impressed yeah. with all, That's all, true. You can tell that they love this as much as we're going to like they they wanted to do this as much as we wanted them to do this. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's been very exciting. Uh, Herbal Medicine is the next one. Yep. This is uh, for for free action. Choose a teardrop unit trooper unit at range one remove one wound from the unit or restore one defeated miniature to the unit and you tap that so and that's 10 points uh secret ingredients was five points then the next one is onward to victory this card may only be exhausted at the start of the activation phase if you do discard it at the start of the end phase God, that's so many okay while this <laughs> card is exhausted when an enemy unit is defeated one friendly teardrop trooper unit may perform a speed one move and this is a tap as well and it's 10 points yeah so the short version of that card is basically you decide to use it for a turn and then after that turn it's gone but it's active for the entire turn so at the yeah. beginning of a turn you're like i think i'm gonna eliminate some activations this turn i'm gonna tap yeah. this card whenever that happens i'm gonna get a free move and the card is gone at the end of the turn it so. reminds me of that thing that, you know, Grievous has to spend a whole command card to do for Crush Them, where it's like, for every defeated unit, get a Surge token or something like that. It's, yeah, it's just... Mm. Alright, so I think the card that really defines how he works is Secret Ingredients. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's... it's So he, he has Aid. He has Independent. So he's essentially a Pike Capo. Uh... Except he also has Inspire 2. Um, and then he has this ability, Secret Ingredients, which is like six more tokens. And also, you don't take... He doesn't take Suppression when he uses Aid, basically. Um, the wording on this is a little bit awkward. It's unclear if... Uh, because you, it seems like you just accumulate tokens on this card, and it's not like you have to use them every mm. turn you, like if right. you want you can wait until turn six and then just dump six tokens onto yeah onto him and then therefore onto ewok units near him um it's not super clear exactly like you know if you dump six tokens at once does he 
gain six suppression and then remove six suppression? <laughs> um, does he remove one suppression and end up with five? You know, I don't know. It's it's a little awkward. Uh, but the long and short of it is he gives out a lot of free tokens yeah, for a commander that costs 45 points. He also has Courage 3. He's a Courage 3 commander for 45 points. With low profile too, that like just throw that in there as well with and nimble and nimble. stuff like that. Yeah, and also he for ten points can be a medic that refreshes. I mean, you got to take a refresh action, but you just it's a free action so to to heal. Yeah, so you just get free heals and not free heals, but ten points for every turn you could be potentially bringing someone back or healing a wound, which is huge. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah one thing about the herbal medicine that is um. I think worthwhile to note is that it is an exhaust card. So even though it's a free action, you have to you have yeah. to spend an action recovering every turn. Right. That's what I was saying. Yeah. But if if he's hanging out in the yeah. back, you know, that's it's only one action to refresh. It is, but you're you know, since he has aid, you're giving up an aim. Oh, true. Aid. Yeah, that's true. Um, Very true. But you know, since so yeah, it's I think it's interesting. Um there's a nice little cost offset there. Uh, because you have to give up that free token essentially to use herbal medicine, um, but he's he's basically I think of him like a super pike capo. Yeah. He has independent both aim and dodge. Uh, you know he's got the secret ingredients that gives him an extra token of either aim or dodge, and then since he removes suppression whenever he uses aid, you don't have to recover like you would with a capo or a. Um, uh, the Black Sun guy. There yeah. You go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's essentially like a guaranteed three free tokens a turn if he doesn't have to move. Yeah. You thought Dodge a, Spam was bad with pikes. Yeah. It's actually, I'm sorry, it's four because it's it's the one from Secret Ingredients, it's the one from Independent, and then it's one from each action he can take. So it's four yeah. free tokens yeah. a turn. Oof. Now, Ewoks themselves don't have Independent, at right. least. Well, I take that back. The slingers have the surge, but like the normal Ewok core units don't have independent, so right. um, that evens this out a little bit. But they do have low profile, right? Yeah, so. yeah they do. <laughs> right. So and, effectively, mean, under heavy cover, you, you got four before you even get. You're to stripping them. four. Yeah. 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 It, and not only that, I mean, you have. I I really do like. I mean, even though I don't play them, and it's not, I'm not about to turn and buy a rebel army. Uh, I do appreciate the synergy between uh, Wicket and Logra because you really have like Wicket is very much leading from the front and Logra is just in the back. They're like, yeah, you got this. Yay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're scary. They're very scary. They are. He definitely feels like there's two things that occur to me about this card. I think he's he's essentially auto-include for an Ewok battle force. And yeah. you can, by the way, you can only take him in the Ewok battle force. He does not have a rebel symbol yep. on his card. The second thing is like if I'm facing an Ewok battle force, which includes Logray, um, he he's got to be like a priority target. Like if if yeah. you if you have an opportunity to take him out, you take him out. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> even think it's going to be that easy. Oh, it, no. it won't be because he can no. just hang near the back. Yeah, you can yep. hide him behind a line of sight blocker, like say, with low profile and then ATST, perhaps. I, you know what I no. argue? Here's what you do. Here's what you do. You actually put a steam leader on him and you just start throwing Ewoks in front of him and then healing him. <laughs> I hate that. 
I hate that so much. Yeah, it's you, such a good idea, but I hate yeah, you. Toss the steam leader on him and just heal up the little Ewoks that jumped in front of it. No problem. Oh, you definitely, yeah, that's a great command upgrade idea for him because he is absolutely like he only has four health. I, I get that he is low profile, nimble, and a Could free you dodge, guys imagine but... it was Ewoks that took that made me like become great at this game? Like, can you, like, I just start stomping house with Ewoks. Like, wh- where did that come from? Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, Steam I Leader. See it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. And between him and 3PO, that's a lot of spreading, yeah. spreading damage around. Because 3PO also has a guardian ability. Hopefully they fixed the wording on that. We already talked about 3PO, but. I'm just going to bring you know. Blizzard Force with all flamethrower snows now. That's it. There it won't go. be enough. That's it. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> well, another avenue perhaps would be to take a lot of suppressive weapons. Yes. Should we talk it's about the true. battle force real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Yes, please. All right. So real quick, the force org, there's nothing really special. Well, there is. Okay. So the force org, it has a shared commander operative slot like Shadow Collective, but you can take five. Which kind of makes sense when you think about the fact that their unit roster is pretty limited and a lot of the units they have access to are characters, yep. um, and particularly like not expensive characters. So they cannot take Jedi Luke. There was a big question about that. Would they be able to take Jedi Luke? He was on Endor. He did fight on Endor. Uh, he he was busy. He was busy, man. Yeah, I he's, guess. He's I mean, busy dealing with his dad. If you're if you're like narrowly looking at this as like the battle for the bunker specifically, then yes. Luke was busy, but Luke did fight on Andor. He did hang out with Ewoks. Um, anyway, yeah, debatable. Uh, it's probably a good choice. I feel like if you could take yeah. Luke in a battle force with this many good cheap units, that could be a problem. So, uh, you know, you can debate the theme, but it's probably a good balance choice. No. The other thing that's <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like a balance choice is there's no R two in this battle force. Yeah. Which makes a lot less thematic sense because he was clearly in that battle. Yeah, very much, so. <laughs> and, and was pivotal in that battle too. Indeed, no less. yeah. Um, so that has to be a balance choice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You just and, never never shoot anybody in the army until they're right on top of you. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it makes <laughs> it it makes sense. It does. Yeah, secret it mission does. with like it a does. fourteen activation list sounds horrible. So. Um, if that's a balance choice, a props to AMG for that. But yeah, no R2, no Jedi Luke. Uh, they can take 3PO, Han, Leia, Logray, Wicket, and Chewie as their characters. And then um, the other Rebel units they can take are Commandos in 0 to 2 as a special force, and then Rebel Troopers again 0 to 2. So they're also required to take at least two non Ewok Rebel units. Which yeah. I guess. Uh, kind of makes sense if you're thinking of how that battle played out. Um, yeah, you know, one of those is probably going to be Leia because Leia seems mm-hmm. great in this battle force, and she also got a cost reduction. The other one is, you know, it's going to be Chewie or Commando or a Rebel Trooper. But ah, um, uh, maybe I think if you're taking Chewie, you're taking if you're taking Leia and Chewie, you're taking the ATST one. I think and probably you're... yes, because, because it seems like uh, you can use the cards. And Bron works. On the <laughs> yeah. It's so um, good. It's yeah. disgusting. Don't if forget you, that you've is perverted not a, my ATST, my baby. Support. Uh, you do not have to flip his token. It's basically a free attack. Yeah, with baby. an ATST on top of a 
fool with the sharpshooter too and search crit and pierce forums i call to you please help <laughs> us the empire is so weak there's and... a couple funny implications of that too um you know what we can save this for the okay, competitive yeah because yeah, there there are weird yeah. interactions with that that are strange i but, believe it yeah um it and that are they're worth a deep dive to be fair they are 100 percent worth yeah. a deep dive because they really don't make sense and they also sure. drastically change how the ability works but yeah and you want to know what's going to happen if you're facing it. You want yes. to know that it's a potential. Yep. Um, but we'll get into that when we do the competitive deep dive on this. Uh, the big thing for this that I think is relevant is the special rule for Bright Tree Battle Force, which is basically that they don't remove suppression during the end phase. The, the rule technically is they remove one fewer suppression, but given that the standard rule is you remove one suppression, that means they remove zero, generally, unless you mm -hmm. give them like endurance for some reason which i guess you could do i mean yeah but they got the training slots technically but yeah they do i think you probably just stack inspire in the rest of your list yeah. Agre has inspire two leia has inspire two chewy the atst has inspire three yeah um, so that's like seven right there and then you could i take, hate this I just, just, um, there's nothing i can do and then you could take lead by example on leia and Lagre for you know for each of them to have inspire four and then that's probably got you covered and 3PO has Compel, so you can probably make it like sort of timing neutral on the Inspire. Um, you know, if like if you need to do something with an Ewok and they have suppression on them, you Compel them and then you go with Leia with her Inspire 4 and you strip it off. So, um, so good. It seems pretty good. It, I mean, the drawback definitely is, I mean, that's a real drawback, but they have a lot of tools to deal with it, especially when you consider the Logray is Courage 3, and CP 3PO has Compel. You know, you've got a lot of uh you got a lot of wiggle room where they they're gonna be kind of like droids where somewhere between like zero and five suppression on them just kind of doesn't matter. You know, yeah. it's like bookkeeping, and then once you get to six, you're gonna have problems, but if you can keep them below six suppression, then you're gonna be fine. <laughs> so All right, you guys I'm, have any further thoughts I, on this one? I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to seeing them because they do look fun, but I'm not looking forward to playing against them. Mm. I'm looking forward to seeing other people play on a table versus each other with those units. I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm uh, obviously I've been really excited about Ewoks. And so for me, you know, as much as we talk and like, you know, pontificate about things on here it's always about getting it on the table for me that's when it really starts to like when i start clicking because you know i'm looking at things like having my skirmishers right now like having my skirmishers with an axe a trapper a tenacity and endurance and just like i mean i don't know that seems crazy uh and kind of good <laughs> so you know may, i don't know that may be what i do so but but it, it, until you play a couple rounds and you start tinkering with stuff and then, you know, in a couple of weeks, we'll talk about this on the on our advanced tactics stuff. But well, yeah, super interesting. I was going to say for the advanced tactics side, too, when you're diving into it, it's also going to be worth a look at where do Ewoks, now that you have the whole picture, where do Ewoks fit into a regular rebel force compared to not just a battle force? Because I do uh, think they could be really good in a regular rebel army as well. Yeah, yeah, for nothing. yeah I agree. So, so there's a yeah. whole other side of that. Yeah, I guess... For, it, for me, um, I'm Ewoks Battle Force or nothing. 
just because this is what I've been waiting for. And I want the ATST and Rebels. Like, it's my favorite. It's my favorite unit. So I might as well go I, for it. Now with command cards. I only own one ATST, and that second one is really pretty. Yeah. And it's like that nice new stuff, like, uh, and it would be different than the first one. So I, I might, I might pick that up and I uh, have it step on Chewy or something like that. I, don't I know. for sure own more than, than one. Well, yeah, but that's because you play double heavies all the time. Yeah. But do I need six? Well, how do you have six ATSTs? Just because I've, I've talked an intervention. This. <laughs> um, yeah, you may need to come over and do an intervention. Yeah. Because there's more coming with the Ewoks. <laughs> so, it's so bad. Oh, and you got to buy it. a lot of Ewok boxes if you want to build the Battle Force because there is no like Battle Force box or yeah. core set that you can get them in. Nine. I'll be getting nine you boxes. Gotta, yeah, basically yeah. you got to get nine Ewok boxes. I am surprised they didn't do a box of some sort because you figure they would with all the new stuff but seems yeah like you know like a shadow collective style yeah. you know yeah. box it, with like wicked and two ewok yeah if i was right, them right, right. if i was them so so really quick this is just uh uh but but they have left supports open and saying that you can have supports even though there aren't any yet right sure but sure. what if i was them whatever the supports and the because it says you could take two heavies as well but you can only have yep. one right now so whatever right. those two supports and those other heavies are i would release those and everything else as one box as and box. then yeah, yeah and then and then you yeah. could get like the atst if they're going to put out the gliders you have the gliders it's and gotta then, be the gliders for the supports like oh yeah and then you got, yeah. gotta be it's right gotta and then, maybe for the heavies yeah and then i think <laughs> yeah, you could put a cool. new han yeah. like putting in a new han model would be cool a new leia model like that yeah would be i would new, love to see know? like hard plastic leia and han yeah, because yeah. that's fair don't Change get me the wrong design. you know it, like, they're fine but yeah the some of the og models are definitely showing their age a little bit the og models especially at the you notice it more with rebel models because their faces are showing yeah like most of the empire ones you have helmet options so you can just cover their faces but you look at some of the older ones you're like oh that's rough yeah, that's, that's rough yeah <laughs> and i think next week we're doing hobby and we can talk about this more next in next week's episode but one of the things i would really like to see and i think they're getting there but like i'm looking at these shatterpoint models like i put all the shatterpoint stuff together and like instead of flight stands like all the mandalorians are like on smoke like it, it's just like yeah, we need this in Legion. Like, I don't know why. We're that would be great. I, I don't know why. The Shatterpoint menus are great. Yeah, like we don't hate, need flight stands anymore now that we have silhouettes. Like, it just no. they don't matter. No. Like, model them. Let's go. You know. Yeah. And I, I think AMG is the perfect company to do that. They've been doing. I, uh, they're the 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 MCP and the Shatterpoint models are all beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Shall we hit our? Shall we move on to? Legion 101. It's time for Legion 101. Classes in session. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about target priority and when to take standbys and how to use them. So, why don't we hit? And these are two slightly related topics, but I was going to say they, they kind of feed into each other. Yeah. They do. Let's. I mean, to the we can discuss them both at once, but uh, let's do. Let's kind of start with target priority, and then we can lead into standbys a little bit so how do you guys decide what to attack and when mm. i think that's the core of the question basically yeah i mean 
I, I know think it's super broad. But... It is. And That's it a good com- question. Though. It comes yeah. in phases, right? So I think at the, it, but, it, but, but it's a hard question because like my first answer is, okay, like at the beginning of the game, it's whoever I can shoot generally, right? Unless, yep. unless there's some, something specific that tells me not to like, if I know you're coming up with somebody, or if I think you're going to move up with another unit, that's, that's a higher priority for me, then I wait. But like, if I can get a shot, I'm taking it early game. That's key. Yeah. There's kind of that like first turn or two where you're sort of feeling each other out a little bit. And if your opponent is, um, you know, like reasonably competent, they're not going to give you a lot of free shots on stuff. So at least for that phase, I I like to call it the poking or probing yeah. phase of the game. You take the shots that you're given, basically. Yeah. Because if if you are able to target more than one or two units on a given turn with more than one or two units of your own, somebody's messed up. <laughs> True. Um, True. So yeah, you take the shots that you can take. Obviously, if you have like a lot of long range weapons, this changes the equation a little bit because you're probably going to be able to take slightly more shots, but yeah initially during that like poking phase probing phase you just you kind of just take what you're given because all at the end of the day like you know this game is about eliminating activations Mm -hmm. activations are scoring units activations are obviously something that allow you to progress through the turn um so like eliminating any activation is important and relevant yeah and it's i think it's also where you have the cards like air support, your barrage cards, let's just call them, where you have your different air supports, uh, maximum firepower, yada, yada, you know, whatever you want to call it. Everyone's got one. But it's where they come into play. And I think for me, you know, I think sometimes I've, I've played it against people and they'll think like, oh, that's such a scary card. And it, it can be back in strike team days, like early strike team days, they were really scary for strike teams because you could just nuke a strike team off the table. Uh, if they, you know, someone wasn't hiding them correctly or something like that. But nowadays, what it tends to be for me, um, I mean, like you mentioned, Kyle, like if you have a, long, a bunch of long range shooters, it's different. But really, for me, it if I can get a shot on someone that I want to shoot later, I can get that chain started. Um, especially for me, if I'm running a list of bounty hunters or something like that, and they have hunter. If I can get one wound through on like a character that has bounty on it, great. I'll take that. I'll take that. Cause then that's going to pay off all game for me. Um, so it's trying to think of it again, if you have a barrage card, not every list is going to have that, but if you have a barrage card for me, it's thinking about how am I going to invest in future turns with what I'm doing now? Um, and then if you don't have shots and then, then it's all about positioning for future shots. <laughs> All right, so let's say you've moved past that like initial stage yep. where you're kind of just poking and taking the shots that you mm-hmm. can take, and now you're at what we would call basically engagement range. Yep. Say so you're at range three, you know that's kind of like the standard range that most units are able to shoot. Mm-hmm. Once you get to range two or less, that's like short range basically. So let's say you're you're now at range three, and you've got you know your choice of a handful of targets, and your opponent mm-hmm. is in the same situation. Now, what considerations do you have for target priority? Yeah, um, objectives. So, you know, if it's like a trooper unit only objective or some somebody that I know can, let's say, recover, can grab it and is going to run and get 
get out of there before I could do anything about it, then yeah, uh, objective play units become target priorities. And it could even be not that somebody would, if if they're good enough, they would never give you this opportunity. But if you're looking at like a force user with force push and you have key positions and you see them heading up towards that middle key position, right? And you don't really have like an answer, like double heavy or or something it can't force push. Um, you're going to want to try to knock, at least get some suppression, maybe a couple wounds on that force user to make them think twice about like objective playing with that, at least in these early, you know, these mid rounds and, and force them to hold them till the end. Um, but yeah, objective play is, is, is my target priorities then. Yeah. And Jay, you make a great point about force users. Cause I think that changes the whole conversation too. Cause if they're, I would assume if they're running towards like a middle point or something like that, one would assume and, and hope that they have a dodge token on them. And so then deflect comes into, into play and I think a lot of people won't shoot a force user with a dodge token because they're so afraid to deflect. And again, of course, everything we're saying is there's always exceptions to every rule, right? But I actually think it can be a mistake. So I will take sometimes lower die shots at a force user if I can make them burn a dodge. And so then, because then on the flip side of that, if that happens to you, you have to choose, do I... You know, let's say I just take a phase one with a naked phase one. I shoot you with naked phase one after cover, all that good stuff. Maybe I have, maybe I got lucky, got a crit. Okay. So let's just say you can't cancel with a dodge, whatever. But like, if, if I make him spend that dodge, it's worth it. That whole attack was worth it because now I'm thinking of a clone player right now, but then I could, you know, fire sport Z6 shot into him and they have no dodge to spend and no deflect. Um, So I think if, if you can make them burn through their economy a little bit better and make that target really softened up, then it's great, especially for objectives. But yeah, you got to put them in that spot first. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to like think about how the rest of your turn is going to go when you're targeting. So you you had a great example where there's like a sequence there, right? Like if it's your last shot of the turn and they have a dodge and all you've got is like a small dice pool left, then it's probably not worth it. Um, unless maybe it's something like no. a mortar and you don't care about the wound or two on deflect, who knows? Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But you know, if it's near the beginning of the turn and you can follow that up with subsequent shots, then that's potentially a good idea. And this, the same holds true for shooting other multi-wound models or vehicles. If you're shooting something that where doing wounds to them does not cause them to lose attack dice, mm-hmm. then you need to kind of like commit to taking out that unit. Especially if it's like a big vehicle or heavy or something that's going to take a lot of shots to take down. Yeah. Uh, You need to basically be like, all right, if I take one wound off this thing, I'm going to take enough wounds off this thing to take it out. Otherwise, you're kind of, you know, wasting your shots and you need to try and go against something else where you can actually degrade their offensive capability by causing casualties, even if you don't fully kill them. Right. And it's to me that plays into a little bit. I think of, it doesn't always fit, but it, it thinks it makes me think of my old X-wing days of like you commit to kill your target, commit to kill one thing at a time, um, and I've found that normally to be the case in Legion. Again, always exceptions to every rule, but as as a whole, speaking generally, that tends to be the case. Even if it's for me, if you have a, no, I'm thinking of a Rebel Z6, but but for some reason. 
I'm pulling old school. But if there's like a Rebel Z6 squad like sitting and like camping on a point or looking at a point and they're at range three of me, you know, on this turn, let's say it's like turn three, um, I want to focus fire and kill them and get that heavy gone, get that heavy weapon squad. So even if it's not a character, if it's someone that has something that could really do a lot of damage to me or really affect my gameplay, I want it removed. I want it gone. Um, even if that means I got to focus down. Uh, and I think sometimes we can get, because we still roll dice in this game. And I think sometimes when we roll dice, we get really discouraged. I know I do. If I if I throw a huge die pool and nothing happens, I'm like, oh, well, now I don't want to do it anymore. I only killed one model. All right, but that's one less that's one less save for them to make, right? Or that's one less health they have. So now press it. Take that and just drive the drive the nail in. Yeah, I mean, I would say probably one of, if not the hardest target selection is always going to be a heavy unit. Or I'm sorry, a, 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 not a heavy unit. A, yeah, heavy, a heavy, like a like a ATST or a tank or something, right? Not a heavy upgrade. Sorry, my head like spasmed there for a second. But no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, like a heavy unit because most of the time i would say 80% of the time i would recommend to you not to attack an atst when it's on the table i just it's depending on what your makeup of your list is but 80% if you don't have a lot of impact and you're like trying to search you know like rolling for crits or like trying to find your critical like just don't even bother take out the rest of my army because the ATST is probably going to be the least of your worries in this. You know, you're going to be focusing your whole time and effort on that and maybe get five, maybe six wounds. But by that time, you know, I could be using that as a, a sacrifice to you to, to then position the rest of my army. So, you yeah. know, I, I, 80% of the time I would tell folks don't even bother targeting a heavy, like go after the rest of the army, especially, especially depending on the objective, you know? Yeah. I do think I, I agree with you. And that has been my prevailing theory most of the history of this game. But I do think it's a little bit different now that heavies act like line of sight blockers and things like that now. So because that could, you know, potentially oh, fair. Yeah. If you if you have a box carrier and then you hide behind your ATST, well, I gotta kill that. Like I have to shoot your box carrier, so I might have to kill your ATST, which yeah. sucks, but also that's like well done on your part, right? Like good well played. But um so sometimes you might be forced to do it, but yeah, unless that's the case, I agree. Just don't bother. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, and I think that's like, um, it's a 20% outlier. Right. But I think 80% of the time you're just like, yeah, okay. You got an ATST. Let's especially yeah. with the cover rules now, right. You're always going to have to cover. Be aware if that heavy can cover the KP in the middle. That's yeah. yeah. And that's actually, <laughs> um, I ran into this with, uh, this was 2021. I played Luke Cook in the final at Atlantic City Open, and he was running double AAT. And based on how turn zero played out, my options were basically like, because he was blue, um, I could either like assault him on VAPS when he was blue, or I could play KP where the middle KP was one that could be covered by an AAT. And ultimately, I chose option two. <laughs> but then I knew like from... You know, before we even started turn one, I'm like, I have to kill probably both of these AATs or somehow contest his back point if I'm going to win this game. Otherwise, he can cover the middle point with an AAT and prevent me from scoring it. 
Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that that happens, and like you have displacement that happens. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, last LVO, the first game of uh, LVO, first round. It was we were contesting the middle, and I made it look like my sa- I had double saber tank, which is actually did pretty well, um, better than I thought. And I was fighting for the middle point, and I was acting like I was trying to get the middle point. That whole time, my entire game plan was to screw the middle point. I'm just going to go drop, and I couldn't fit on the middle, but on his point. I could just drop on top. That's what I did. That's there you it. Go. <laughs> yeah. So I did end up killing both AATs, but it was one of those like from the beginning of the game. I'm like, I'm gonna basically ignore all these B1s and I'm just gonna shoot the AATs. Even with my stuff that doesn't have impact, I'm gonna be crit fishing because I have to kill these AATs if I want a chance to win. Yep. The the other um possibility, by the way, if you run into a situation like that, is if you have uh if you can set up a melee on the center point, then you can also prevent displacement, which in fact I did before I killed the second AAT, I was able to set up a melee with, with Maul. Um, and then I ended up killing it anyways, but it was one of those, like, uh, <laughs> it was, it was one of those like better to be lucky than good moments. Um, <laughs> Maul had like one, one wound left. Uh, there was a BX droid that shot him at like point blank range. They got three hits and Maul did have a surge. Um, but basically, like if I fail any of those, Maul dies, and I mm-hmm. I don't have a way to either finish off the last AAT or set up the melee in the middle. Um, and I rolled like all blocks, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> I meleeed the BX droid. Um, I killed the AAT with with some B2s, and uh, yeah, that was it. But um, yeah, it's you you absolutely have to like figure out how that fits into your game plan, and if you need to commit to the kill, commit to the kill. Um. But like, if you can't do that, then you should focus on other stuff. Yep. The other thing you referenced, Cover J. Um, the other thing that I think about a lot with target priority is simply, what's the chance that you're going to actually cause damage and how much? And if you can get a no cover shot, which is a unicorn these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's like a thing you can do, and you know you've got a choice between like a higher value unit. And like a lower value unit, but you can get a no cover shot on on the second one and potentially like do a lot more damage. Then I will often take that second one simply because, especially if it's early in the game when you're kind of you know you've got a lot of you've got a lot of games to, uh, a lot of attacks to go over yeah. the course of the game. I'm kind of trying to think earlier like how efficiently can I damage things, and then later once I've you know hopefully damage things as efficiently as possible for a couple turns, then I start thinking about eliminating stuff. Um, that's less of a thing now because most of your, like, most of your targets are just going to be in heavy cover anyway. So um, that's the other thing too, is this might, this will occasionally still be a thing. It's definitely less of a thing now, but like, when do I move to try and get an open shot versus just stand still and aim and shoot? Yeah. Um, the answer always, almost always now is just the second thing. But um, if you if you can move to get an open shot, you know you should. Uh, that's usually better than taking a name token. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so like if you can, if you can finish off units, that's always a priority. If you can take shots that have a higher chance to do something, that's more of a priority. The other consideration is um, we talked about obviously attrition, uh, reducing units' attack ability through shooting them or attacking them, and then. Um, kind of the the last big component is uh, 
what I like to call tempo, but uh, more uh, bluntly, it's just like whether stuff is activated or not yet. Mm. Um, generally, like all else being equal, it's better to shoot a unit that is not activated yet than one that has. So, yeah, I think there's a line there, right? Like, let's say. Let's say Sabine, right? Let's say you've been shooting Sabine this whole time, waiting for her to activate. She finally activates, does whatever she's going to do, and maybe you have an activation left, right? The, and you've got some wounds and some suppression on her. I mean, you may want to like try to finish it off if it, yeah. you know, if if the wound threshold is high enough. But yeah. Most likely you're going to, even if she's got like two wounds on her and a bunch of suppression, you know, the suppression's going to go away. But like, so maybe I just go after another unit and just try to get some more wounds on that, especially like a true, like a core unit, right? Where the wounds yeah. are going to be more important. Um, yeah. So, but it's, it's, I think these are all like just general guidelines. Yeah. Every activation is different, right? So it's, it's all like, but well and and sabine's a great point too and you can i think you could apply this to other characters it's also i think after a certain point in the game and like kyle's talking about tempo after a certain point like if that character has done their big scary thing like if she's dropped explosions right and she's got only a couple wounds on her i unless she's threatening a point or you know talking about objectives unless she's actively threatening my objective i care a lot less about her now in the later turns than I did before because now that that ship is sailed most likely and now I probably can't finish her off like I wanted to and again she's she's dropped her scary cards or you know whatever the character is they've dropped they've done their scary thing there's still a threat there's still a huge threat but there's other fish to fry and now you really gotta start looking at objectives and if you start thinking you're gonna get tied you know now we're thinking like turn five or six if you're gonna be tied take the shot on the naked core that you yeah. can kill Yep. And then if you can kill the naked core, you don't get half points in this game for killing half of a, a of a character. So nope. if Sabine lives on one, that's useless to you. Yep. Yep. You would have been better off killing a 44 point sword trooper. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah. That's that's a good point. It's always important to think about how like if the objective is going to tie. And if so, you need to start doing some mental math in your head about like how many points have been killed and how many points your opponent has to kill because oftentimes like it's very close i've had a lot of games where it comes down to like 15 points or less basically yeah. um so you know it, i don't want to get into a discussion about timers and stuff but like it's worth sometimes late in the game you know if you've got time left it's worth taking like 30 seconds to a minute to just do some mental math and actually figure out what the points actually yeah. are um, I'm not actually sure what the what the rules are now, like writing stuff down and and stuff like that. I I know that you, like you used to not be allowed yeah. to write stuff down or yeah. use calculators or anything like that. Maybe you can now. I don't know. Maybe you can use an app. I don't know. But um, sometimes, like if you have time, uh, and you should not use this as a slow play tactic. I'm not advocating that. If there is time left in the round, if you if you're playing with clocks, just clocks, and you've got time left on your clock, and it's getting late, like take a minute to just be like you know what i'm gonna figure out what the points are right hang on a second you know let's work this out well and i think um, there's a there's a quicker way to that right like a lot of times uh if let's say 
I've knocked off a couple like really larger units. I'll just ask my opponent like, Hey, what was the total cost of Luke? You know, yep. that you had your setup and then I, and then you can kind of extrapolate from there and go, Oh, oh okay. You like, can ballpark I, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, if uh, it depends, right. It depends on how much kill there's been on either side, but like, you know, if you've lost like two or three core units and he, and they've only lost Luke and you could go, oh, okay. So, or Luke and like one core unit, you could go, okay, their core units are roughly like 60 to 70 and Luke is 180. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I've only, you know, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. And sometimes I've found too, your opponent, if it's close, your opponent is just as interested in that answer as yes. you are. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they'll be like, sure. yeah, that's a good idea. Let's figure oh, that that's out. A great you know? point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it's... exactly right. Yeah, go like, hey, how many points of yours have I killed? Because you've killed X of mine. And they'll yep. be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's 200 mm -hmm. and something. Yeah. To that point, too, this is not so much target priority, but same kind of vein. This is on the defensive side. If you only have a unit leader left, hide your unit leader. Yeah, run it away. <laughs> Don't leave. I've seen too many people that yeah. are like, well, this activation doesn't matter now because you killed them. No, that activation is hugely important. They should probably yeah. go first and hide. Well, oh my God. Just so everybody knows, a little shameless plug, but if you use Legion HQ and you're trying to do math on your own list really quick, we have a kill points calculator on Legion yep. HQ. Um, you, just, you just tap the units basically and it'll add them up for you. Yep. Yeah. Um, again, check your tournament rules to see if that's something yeah. you can do. Yeah. Like, yeah in a game clearly if you're playing at a store or a casual game or whatever yeah. and your opponent's fine with it who cares but um all right so real quick yep. i want to thank our patreon supporter uh what was it codad sunshine i guess uh was the one that suggested target selection so thank you for being a patreon supporter and making that cool suggestion there you go it's super helpful yeah do you know who suggested the standby one jay i do all right. Well, how about we move to that and we can plug them also. Yeah. Do you want me to plug them on the front end? All right, I will. Go ahead, because so you got it in front of you right now. So yeah, 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 yeah. This one is from Sigismund. Sigismund, our Patreon supporter, Sigismund from Discord. Uh, thought that standbys would be very interesting to talk about. So here we go. go. All right, standbys. When do you take a standby? So what are they good for? Standbys. Thank you, Jay. I'm glad you thought of the same thing. I, was thinking of. Yeah. I didn't know if I was alone in that, so I wasn't going to go down that go down that trail. But yeah, uh, it's funny because both of these things, target target priority and standby planning, uh, came up in a tournament I was at a couple weekends ago. Uh, it was just a little nine person tournament. It was great. Got to meet some great folks, um, some fans of the show. So it's great to see them. Um, and in our second game. I took a whole bunch of standbys and like, I don't normally do that, but for me to feed into that discussion for me, I think because it's so easy to lose a standby, I really have to know it's going to pay off for me. I have to, I have to know that I'm going to be able to get that either triggered or, or I have to know that it's going to stop my opponent from doing something, which is almost just as good. It's killing something. Yep. It really has to pay off. And it again, there's so many easy ways to get suppression in this game, which is fine. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. But it's just there's so many easy ways to just lose your standby, unless you're a heavy or you know, something yeah. like that, which we can talk about. But for me, 
not all the time, but a good amount of the time, like my best analogy is like in, in basketball, like if you know, MJ's going to be taking the ball and going in, you double team him, Right. And so it's more of a defensive, like, okay, I know, or I have a good idea, a strong idea of what's going to happen here. Like either they're going to dive in with this character or they need to get to this point or something. So I'm going to use it defensively. And that it doesn't always mean shoot. It could also mean I'm going to use it to move my, you know, up to the point, up to the objective or something. But um, I think your first, I think there's a lot of other ways to use standbys, but your first major one, I think that people should learn about is defensively using them. Um, And because sometimes, you know, uh, this goes to that target selection where if I'm going to dive a unit too early or like I run my, let's say I'm a, let's say I'm my exact speed away from the objective, like, and it's K, KP, right? Key positions. Um, I could run up and, and claim it, but maybe that would then give Tim all these shots on that unit. Right. So what I do instead is if we're tied on the KP, whether it's zero, zero or one, one or something like that. And I know you're going to start rushing in people. I'll just start taking standbys. Cause then either I can choose to shoot them off of the, off of the position, or I can choose to move my speed and get onto the position and tie you. And it's, and it just, it's a really good, like defensive uh, uh, posturing. Agree. And shout out also to, I like playing Republic Wookiees. Uh, because if you a lot of times I feel like you're like just shy of where you want to be with them sometimes. And so, you know, you think of should I move, move, or should I, you know, move, shoot, move, standby, whatever. And a lot of times you can get to a point to where you can move and stand by. And then if your opponent moves, you can move one more and then charge into someone or uh, you dude, know, get something like I've that. I've fallen for that so it's many so times. Good. With, with oh my god, it's so it's like, god. oh, you move right in there. Because people think you're gonna take a shot, right? And then you go and move and, you know, trigger it to charge someone or something like that. So, yeah, that, be careful of be careful of units with charge taking standbys. Yep. Or that has happened to me a number of times. Yeah, I would say it's primarily a defensive tool as if you're trying to just hedge some some specific unit or units out. And clearly, most of the time, unless you have Overwatch, it's just range two. Um there are some units that have Sentinel, notably the Employments, just kind of natively. But of course, you can also take the Overwatch upgrade, much less common now. But uh, you can take it, and that get, brings it up to range three. And if that's the case, it's gonna you're gonna actually be able to trigger it a lot more, um, especially as those Employments basically all have cumbersome. It's pretty common to just do like move standby. Yep. Um, but generally speaking, I view it as like zoning. Like you're trying to, you're, you're creating a zone. Um, there are also some situations, particularly with melee units, where you can take a standby after you've engaged something. Like if you can, you know, whether it's a force user or Wookiees or whatever, but if you can move into something with one move and then you that something has not activated yet and then you still have an action left, if you take a standby, you're basically guaranteed to can stay in melee for that turn like if you were to just move in and, and attack and then you know whether you wipe that unit or don't uh they could just withdraw from you and then your melee unit can be shot by everything else that hasn't activated yet but if you move and take a standby 
you know, they can't be shot while they're in melee with that unit. And then that unit goes, if that unit withdraws, then your melee unit can take a move. And then yep. also, you know, if they have charge or something, which if it's a melee unit, they will, they can move and then still attack that unit that they originally wanted to. Yep. So, and, and to just to piggyback off of that too, especially that's a really good tactic against a force user because people think, well, well, you know, force push is just going to force push out of melee. Like it's no problem. True. But if they burn their force push to push your standby unit and then your standby moves right back, they just wasted it. And now they're still stuck in melee. Well, but when you, when you complete a move, including force push, your standby goes away. So force push is the way it's. Oh, that's right. Uh, I've not seen that done in so long. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah. So uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, and, I, you know, listen, one thing of note for everyone, if you don't know, uh, vehicles can't be stripped of standbys. So, yep. so like one of the things I really like doing with like a double ATST list or like a double heavy list is um, there's two ways to play it. There's one highly aggressive and then catch the middle and zone it. And you do that by your first two moves moving straight up and then just putting on standbys and going, yeah, I don't know. Do whatever you're going to do. It doesn't matter because these things are going to kill you now. Um, but but the other thing too, like um, this is like a this is like a serious one hundred and one. If you are in a position where you're not in direct danger, but you don't really know what your opponent's going to do, just because you haven't been playing that much, um, a dodge standby is always always a solid like yep. just safe move. To go, okay, I have a dodge in case they decide to shoot me, but I also have a standby if they move into that range and then I can move or I can shoot them. So like, if you know, and this is like, seriously, like your third game and you're like, I, I don't know. I have no idea what that guy's going to do. Dodge standby. <laughs> that, that, it just, it's a safe, good move that gives you some options uh, defensively if they attack you and then offensively if they move or, or attack, it, you know, not your standby um, unit in there in your in your arc so you know and i think that's i think that's things like since this is 101 right like newer players are always um i've seen newer players like always think like they have to do something and and kyle you and i have discussed this over the last five years right like so many times because you're very much a you well you used to be very much more of a of a like relaxed defensive player and i was like the highly aggressive like mm. i don't know let's just do some crazy stuff i think, and see I what think my style has changed uh over yeah. the years yeah but, yeah i think i've become more like you and yeah. so like uh but but yeah and that's just something you don't always have to move or like do nothing like you you know or 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 attack something or you you could just dodge standby and just see what your opponent does you know i think that's yep. a very good tactic uh, especially when you're newer and maybe you don't know like or or there's so many things in legion now right like you may not even know i i don't even memorize everything and i just go yeah i don't know it does something it's a force user so i'm guessing like these things so you know you have a good estimate and you just got yeah dodge standby yep. and then and then force the decision onto them um you know, and and then you're saving yourself. You know, you get some heavy cover. You got to dodge. They got to get three through before they do anything to you. Generally speaking, you know. 
Uh, and I'm sorry if you mentioned this, my audio cut out for a little bit, so I couldn't hear everything, but, um, you better not repeat was, exactly what I just said. No, it, was, it was on my side. It was on my side. <laughs> but did you mention dark troopers? No, no. Okay. Well, just important to note. Cause I think people forget that even though they're, they're troopers, they're troopers. They're heavies, but, but yeah, but they can't get suppression. Yeah. So they you cannot strip their, their standbys. Can't strip their standby. Yep. So those are, you know, move standby if you want. Yep. I think That's there's some unexplored territory. I know they went up in cost. I think there's some unexplored territory with Krennic and Dark Troopers. Personally. I was just going to say, I had, I got to remake it now with new points, but I had a saved uh, Krennic Dark Trooper list. Yeah. Just kind of, just wanted to give it a shot. I don't know if, when it's going to come out to play, but at some point, I want to give it a whirl. Yeah. So. I don't know that I want to be that guy that brings Dark Troopers to Lone Star, which I'm going to. <laughs> Um, but Wait, I thought you were saying I'm going table. to be that guy. No, no, that's what I thought he said too. But yeah. I'm yeah, going no. to. I was like, "Whoa, sorry." Whoa. I'm. I will be attending Lone Star Open. Same. I Same. am unsure if I want to be that guy to bring dark troopers, but it's on the table. Let's put it that way. I'm not less. I'm not. I'm not deterred from to the extent that I previously wanted to play them. Um, you know, to. When it when something mm -hmm. important is on the line, which it is in this case, because uh, it, I think they just announced this week that it's going to be a world open qualifier. Um, it is. It is indeed. Yeah. So I, I am I am undeterred by the points <laughs> increase on dark troopers. Let's put it that way. You know what the best yeah. thing that AMJ did? Sorry, real quick. I know this isn't this is a one hundred and one, but one of the best things that they did with these world invites uh, is that they made the kit so reasonably priced for stores mm. to purchase that True. stores are willing to give them to events so that yep. events yes. can have invites that normally wouldn't have an invite. I, I think yep, that's, right. that's huge. Yeah. yeah it's great. Yeah. yeah. A couple of those um, like frontline events that are at conventions uh, that have not got the world open qualifier treatment have been able to partner with like one or more local stores to yep. functionally get, you know, prize official prize support. So yep. yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. And we've seen a lot of store to tournaments happening. So, yeah, I'm excited. On and without, I know we could spend forever on this too, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are on this. With the point change on the dark troopers and everything else, do you now trade the grenade launcher or or the other one for a myrtleizer? No. Okay, I don't think so either. But no, it does no. make it down to like two more points than what they were before. How convenient yeah. that you agreed with him after he gave his answer to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think play, so I've either. Never, oh, I've played Dark Troopers like oh, twice in my life. I don't, so I don't know, know anything about anything. Uh, yeah, I, that's, that's true. But no, I agree with you, Kyle. Yeah, no, it's uh, the, the frag assault cannon combo is too good. It is really good. I know it's a lot more now. It doesn't matter. It's too good for its cost. Yeah, Murderizer, not in the consideration. If your Dark Troopers are in melee, uh, it's not because you wanted them there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, they do throw red dice in melee. Oh, right. But like, mm -hmm. if your dark troopers are in melee, it's not because you put them there. It's because your opponent meleeed your dark troopers. Because they have cumbersome. <laughs> or they have um, not cumbersome. <laughs> they have uh, plotting. Yeah, your so, opponent let that happen. Regardless. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or you like, I guess you could put them in a lat or something. Uh, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if you want to do that and give them the cricket bat, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I made a list called Lats of Love, and it had uh, a lat, a dark trooper, another lat, Gideon, so I could have the extra, the free dark trooper, uh -huh, and yep. then a, a black sun squad in the other lat, and they were just going to rappel down. I don't own, 
two functional lats, so it's not a thing I'm going to try. But yeah, you know, own the thing non-functional lats. There's a weird phrasing of that. I lost my second base for my second lat, so I have the body, don't have the base, <laughs> don't know where it is. You are the worst. So you do, it's in fact, have a non-functioning lat. I I'm, I guess I'm going to use it for terrain one day, and I keep waiting to find one on sale because I there are some fun lists that I just want to give a shot. Yep. I just just to fly two lats, and now I can't. So I've been waiting to find one like on a, a sale. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so that was 101 from our Patreon. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. This will be... So So for those of you that may not remember, two or three weeks ago, if you're still with us, thank you. Uh, two or three <laughs> weeks ago, we talked about our new structure. Last week, we did... Uh, I, I, did episode zero because it was just fully news and and you know uh but this was our first actual episode in the new format you're gonna for those of you listening you're gonna hear some some intros and outros uh for those of you watching we got some animations and stuff but we're hopefully going to be having different episodes where we just focus up on a, a particular thing this is 101 next week i believe it's a hobby um Yep. Uh, the week after that, unless anything huge happens, will be our kind of like uh, renaissance show where we just talk about a whole bunch of different things. And then and then we'll start with advanced tactics after that. So I'm I'm really excited about the new structure. Yep. Should be exciting. Yeah. Well, and it's not it's nice structure, too, for if you have someone that's trying to get into the game and you want to point them in the right direction. Say, hey, listen to. Listen to scoundrels, but hey, listen to the one on one thing, and then you know if you want to then build from there, blah blah. So it's able to direct, direct, uh, yeah. not just current listeners but future listeners too. Yeah, good job, Tim. I live to serve, sir. <laughs> I am of service. All right. Any final thoughts before we close this thing up? No. Join us on Patreon. Yep. It's a fun time. Patreon.com slash the fifth trooper. You'll see some random lists posted by me sometimes. And one day I might try them. <laughs> Tell me what faction you want me to play for Lone Star Open. I may or may not take that into consideration. I, Listeners. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm playing for Lone Star Open. So yeah. Ewok Battle well, Force. You know that that comes out the day before. Oh, no. I have no idea when Lone okay. Star is or. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, you walked released the day before Lone Star. So that would be a tall order to get that <laughs> fully painted and assembled. Well, that's that, what um uh our our store up here, Millennium Games, they're actually uh going to it, they're gonna become the largest game store in all yep. of America. And yep. um wow. I know that their July is when they move into the new space roughly. So I'm expecting like an August Legion event. And so I'm hoping I wanna have Ewoks ready for that because I'm going to be very honest with everybody who's still listening at the end of this podcast. Um, <laughs> if you see me playing Legion at events anymore, it will only be with Ewoks. I will not be playing anything else in Legion. Well, yeah, because now you get Ewoks and your ATSD. You get the best of both worlds. Yep. Yep. That's fair. That's yep. Fair. I'm so happy. Like, and they did Chewbacca on the top of the ATST. Like, they should have. They're such good boys over at AMG. Such good <laughs> I think it's great that the the, the cheery on top yeah. of the ATS. And, well, and the and the and the general vice as well. Like they're like, oh yeah, hey, let's let's add some cool stuff to this. Like, dude, brilliant, so good. I'm so happy. Yep. Well, I love it's all the tactical now, logs. Yeah, 
Well, it's smart because now also with General Weiss in there, that now you're going to sell it to Imperial players like me, yeah. who like, hey, you know, I could go for another ATST. And by the way, this also the whole like, I'm so excited about this that I already have a full like in I've drawn out my I'm going to actually for the first time in Legion do a full diorama to take with me to events with with all my Ewoks and stuff. And that's uh, it's dude, I can't wait. I'm so I'm, excited. I'm going to send my wife at Gen Con in to try and get that uh, uh, special like celebration when they had. Oh, yeah. Of, of Luke and Vader and Palp and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to get it or not, but, you know. She's at like shanking height, so she can get it. That's fine. She can. Nice. Yeah. She knows where to stab. That's good. <laughs> it's oh, like cool, Ewoks. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they're also they're also that height and they know where to stab. So <laughs> uh, dude, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm respectfully not, but I'm glad I'm happy you're happy. How about that? Oh my god, I'm so excited. Like I can't wait to paint. Like I can't we'll talk about it next week in hobby, but like I'm the most excited about painting them. Like I can't even, I can't even express to you how exciting I am. Dude, about I this. will say, uh, painting Wookies was so cathartic because I enjoy painting in general. But like, I just used, I didn't do anything fancy for them. I just used like a basic fur contrast on them, mm-hmm. and it just popped. Like the quality model Furs. was just, oh my god, it was so the easy. fur. Oh yeah. my god, fur was so good. I'm, I'm going so much fun hard to the paint with with my hobby with them i'm not I, doing i see contrast. what i see what you did there yeah i'm not going contrast i'm i'm hand painting no, all of them i'm i'm yeah. just, i can't even i'm so excited to do it yeah you're gonna you're gonna paint each individual little uh oh yeah for thingy <laughs> oh yep. yeah you gotta all right, paint a little teardrop on each one of their eyes yep. for like every yep. stormtrooper they killed. Yeah. I've, so I've already started planning <laughs> out their bases. I've got my diorama planned and drawn out. Like, nice. I, dude, I am so excited. I've, I got like e, like uh, uh, Endor trees that I've, I'm planning out. Like, oh my god, dude, it's gonna be a whole. It's gonna be a whole dude, thing. We should do hobby one on basing sometime because I got to base all my stuff. Okay. Not not for me to be on it. I need to learn. So yeah, you know, you we'll do it next week. It. Watch it I'll next watch week. It. <laughs> we can do that. Why not? But all right, let's wrap it up. Kyle looks yep. tired. All right, uh, <laughs> I'm always tired, Jay. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm not excited. Um, all right, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I am Jay, and I am Tim. Stay fresh, cheese bags. All right. Well, how about we open with the news? The news. Mother. (laughs) Now I have to listen to this whole thing back again. You. God. Damn it. Write this down. Piece of shit. (laughs) You're on my. You're on my list now tim i thought i was muted sorry then who were you talking to myself i'm an only child no you're not all right are you gonna cut all this and then we'll go back in maybe we'll see go go ahead Mm -hmm.